Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another segment of Easily Pod. Uh, before I start, I apologize because I have not been coming with as much segments as I want to. And I know I have not come out with another segment on Greek mythology in a while or movie and TV in a while. It's because I have been busy. I've been busy with my work because, as I said, I'm in the military. So when we're busy with training, it's very hard for me, you know, to keep up with a specific schedule for the podcast. That's why we come out with the podcast l- so randomly. Sometimes we come up with a lot of podcasts when we got time, and sometimes we come out with less podcasts. I have a mom. I have a daughter, as you know. I have my husband, and I have my business. When I say I have my business, I have my radio show online, which is Zilly Talk Radio. And besides that, I'm helping my five-year-old building her cosmetic line. So between like trying to gain contact with manufacturers and publish them, like making like trying to figure out the business to make sure that she got a good ground by the time she can handle it herself. Like I'm very busy, but I promise you, as soon as I can. I will be making a podcast either on Greek mythology, on movie and TV, or on something else. However, today's podcast is because of a sad cause. Today marks the ninth anniversary of the earthquake that happened in Haiti back in 2010. It had the earthquake originally happened January 12, 2010. I know it's not easy for people in the state to actually meet somebody that has been in that earthquake and guess what i have been in the earthquake i was in haiti when it happened and this podcast today is in loving memory of all the loved ones all the people that were dear to my heart that i lost during that earthquake and that's a very sad podcast but uh, i think that this is the this is a good way to like honor their memories and hope that they are in a better place right now so i'm gonna give you an overview of what happened exactly i know you see things on tv and everything but taking it from somebody that lives it makes a big difference so i was in haiti i was living my peaceful life i was done with college and everything so life was going good and i remember i was i was i had a fiance so we were about to get married in july 2010 actually my fiance went to the state for the holiday in 2009 and he came back to the state actually in 10 january 2010 that's when he came back i mean from the state back to haiti it was a sunday so when he came back on that sunday he called me saying that hey when i'm gonna see you i'm like hey can we meet on the 13th the 13th actually was the wednesday after the earthquake and the reason why we were like so far apart uh, like he came back on the 10 and i told him can we meet on the 13 we were planning on meeting on the 13 is because we were living about three hours away from each other because in haiti is like different from here but my town was very far away from his town so that's why we didn't meet right away so i'm like okay so on the 13 i will pack all my stuff so i will spend the rest of the week with you at your house and he was like okay no problem so i will have the meat clean and everything so to get ready for you coming oh my god so 
I was at work. Everything was fine. I talked to her. I talked to him. Sorry, actually, on the 11, which is a mon- which is the Monday before the earthquake, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, like, um, do you need me to buy any specific groceries for you and everything? Because since we live so far apart, when I go spend time with him, it can be two or three days before, and I and then I go back home because of the distance." And he was like, um, and I was like, no, I didn't want anything specific. Like, I wanted some cornflakes and some milk, really. Like, the cornflakes brand, that's what I wanted, and some milk. He said, that, okay, I'll get you that and other things. And he was like, we were making plans because there was an Haitian band playing that following weekend on the 16th. He was playing, the band was playing on the 16th, which is a Saturday. And I was like, okay, so we go into that band and everything. So we were making pretty much plans. On the morning, um, Thursday, the twelfth January two thousand ten, that morning everything was fine. Wake up and went to work normally. While I was at work, I remember at twelve o'clock, I call my fiance. I'm like, "Hey, I think that there's another band playing the on Sunday, which is the seventeenth. Can we go to that one as well?" It was like man like how many band you want to go to like i'm gonna be so tired and everything and i'm like yeah you don't have to go but i have some friends that are going so can i go with them he was like no problem i'll probably go with you to whatever so we were talking and at 12 i remember that same day my mom it was 12 30 on the 11th of january my mom called me, uh, no uh, it was at 12 on the 12th of january sorry my mom called me when I was at, at work, and she said that, do you feel it? I'm like, do I feel what? She said that I was about to cross the street, and I have a weird feeling like we had an earthquake, a small earthquake. I'm like, mom, stop. Probably you, you like, was dizzy or something. Like, the, I didn't feel anything. Nobody felt anything. You were the only one that felt it in the country, so obviously you are the one with the problem. Lord know, I will take those words back a couple hours later. So I was coming back from work. It was 1700. And all of a sudden, uh, my car starts spinning. It's like somebody's hitting you. And I didn't know what was going on. And I'm like, what the hell? Did somebody hit me? And when I look around, I was the only one on the road. Like where I was, it was kind of like in highway. There was not too many people. And I'm like, there's nobody, no, there's no other car next to me. And there was another person in my car. Pretty much my driver <laughs> was in the car with me, but I was driving. And he was like, man, stop the car. This is an earthquake. And that's when I stopped the car and I saw the wood start waving. It was like a wave, like the, the concrete literally was moving like a wave. And I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? And I looked next to me, there was a wall, and I literally see the wall falling on a kid. Like the wall wall falling on the kid. There was a building, when I because I, when I stopped the car, like they were building around. There was a building that literally fell in, in, in the parking lot, like part of it fell on the parking lot. And people inside of the building, I can see them coming off the building like from the like from the top of the building like falling down and screaming and all I can see it was a uh, dust a big cloud of dust and scream 
that thing was like a movie it was so emotional and when i see that i couldn't believe that was really happening at the time and i'm like oh my god and the thing is is like nothing was stopping that earthquake you know earthquake usually like couple seconds and stop that thing was not stopping those were the longest minutes that i ever seen and finally when everything stopped and the cloud of stars and the scream coming from everywhere it's like all scream like cars were parked all over the street and people were running in all direction i was lucky i was so surprised like the fear made me stay in one place i stayed inside of the car and i'm like when everything i'm like okay i gotta turn around because at this point i didn't know where i was going yes so i turned around and my driver said hey i think you need to stop right now we cannot go back where we're coming from and you need to keep going home let's park the car somewhere and we can walk home the traffic because when that happened the car that were in the street stopped like there's like things that fell in the middle of the street further from where i was so really there was no way like to drive to pass it or to go back really we were stuck so the only way we had to go back home to to go home pretty much it was walking when i said walking it was i was what probably 25 miles away from home so in that moment like you don't think about how much mile you have to walk really you just think about you gotta make it home because my mom was at home and with the earthquake i was not sure if my mom made it like i was like i'm gonna go home because i don't know if i'm gonna see my mom because when that thing happened there was no communication like the phone cut off i couldn't call home i don't know what's going on it's all it's all dust like all the houses that i was passing so far while walking were flat on the ground people were crying people were screaming under the debris under the debris of the house you know it was a nightmare so while i was driving to go park the car like to stop the car as the driver instructed a lady all of a sudden jumped in the car with a kid like bloody a bloody kid like and the kid was not moving or anything and the lady told me drive me to the nearest aid station and i'm like man how i'm gonna drive you to the nearest aid station the road is black and she said i I gotta save my kid i gotta save my kid and i look at the kid the kid was dead and she was holding the kid in my car and that was horrible i'm sorry for crying but it was i can remember everything and the image was like horrible I i remember the kid was all covered in dust and my mom was crying and i couldn't do anything to save them like it was already dead and regardless i'm like hey this is where i can stop the car i'm gonna park the car there is that a good stopping point for you she said that i'll pick it so i drop her off where i can drop her off and it was not too far from uh, the aid station actually and she went to the aid station but i don't think she found anything at the aid station because the aid station was all the way on the ground as well with doctors nurse inside of it so regardless at the time i was not really focused on that kid i was like i gotta make it home oh my god i gotta get home i literally my driver and i will literally walk the 25 mile i didn't think about how many miles i have to go it probably 
it probably was more than 25 miles to be frank with you but i didn't care i was like i gotta get home i gotta know how my, my family is doing where my mom at and i promise you the adrenaline that i felt like i, I didn't feel tired i was just walking i was going home and i remember while i was going home there's a certain part of the wood there was a it was like a hotel a four five story hotel that it was literally in the middle of the wood so i had to go over the debris to like get to the other side when i was going over the debris jesus i remember hearing people under the debris screaming i remember i stepped on something soft and when I look, it was somebody's hand. It, it, it was horrible. It was a nightmare. Like, there are some things like you see on TV and you think, oh my God, th this is really something. It was like a movie. But the thing at the time, I was feeling numb to everything because I had to make it home. And finally, I didn't make it home till late at night because I had to walk, walk, walk. Like, Anisha everywhere like people are crying people are screaming for help and you cannot help them I, I couldn't help nobody because I was like where is my mom my mom was my focus at the time so finally I make it home uh, when I walked in the street where I live everybody was outside and luckily in the street no car no house all the houses were fine where I was it was because the earthquake was stronger in like in town since I mean in the middle of the town you know and since I live further from town it was not that strong so when I finally see my mom that was a big relief that was like the best part of my life because I was like oh my god mom I don't know what I would have done if my mom was dead. I, I really don't, because I was, I was a, I was very young, like fresh out of college, just started working. It was uh, really my mom was. I'm not saying that now if my mom died, I will be fine. But it's like I'm at that point in life, you know, where I will be stronger. But at the time, like I don't know, I'm like. I'm happy she was there. Uh, I was touching her. I was hugging her. And she was standing in front of me. And that's when I came to my senses. And realized everything that I just witnessed. The earthquake. People dying. That kid in my car. And I was telling my mom. And she was like, baby, it's okay. It's okay. Like, you couldn't do anything. At least we are alive. Like we need to be grateful and pray for those who lost their life. So now that I talked to my mom, I was feeling relieved. That's when the, the, the actually after I saw my mom, that's when I started thinking about my fiance. But regardless, I couldn't call him because at the time I knew he was at work, but I couldn't call him to find out where he's at because I didn't. There was no communication at all. So I stay that night. Nobody slept inside of the houses, although our houses were fine. We slept on the street. I remember I slept on a pile of gravel where, like, Aaron's dog used to sleep. You know, uh, in Haiti, we have dogs that are living in the street. So they that pile of um, gravel, 
in the street where where I used to live, it was because there was one of the house that somebody were it, it was a construction there, and the dogs used to come on the pile of the gravel to sleep at night, and I happened to sit on the same pile of gravel that night of the earthquake and i promise you if you had me if you had you asked me to do that before i wouldn't do it and if you asked me to do that right now I probably won't but at the time it was a good idea because i was tired i needed to sleep and nobody wanted to go back in the houses so what we literally did we literally blocked the street and everybody slept in the middle of the street we were sleeping like right there on the ground with nothing and I remember the whole night we keep having aftershock and when that aftershock is coming I can remember the sound it sounded like a train you know when the train is coming I- if you live in New York when the train is coming and you feel that vibration and that loud sound that's how uh, it felt every time and one time I remember I'm sorry for my, my notification and my phone is on and I remember around 12 midnight we all woke up because it was a strong aftermath and you can literally see the house going up and down but that one didn't last too long it, it, it lasted less than 10 seconds so it was like stressful now my other stress was where is my fiance and i was very scared for any for my house to fall because i'm like oh my god like what happened if my th- that nice house you know at the same time i was like oh my god my house is so beautiful i don't want to lose my house and everything it was like multiple things going through my mind it's, a, it's like those moments where you're not focusing on one thing you're focusing on everything it's like everything every detail means something to you so we stay in the street nobody wanted to go anywhere until the morning so in the morning i told my mom i'm going inside of the house she was like no don't go i'm like mom i need to go i need to change i need to get out of those clothes like at that point i came to the realization like i started to come back to myself i'm like you know what after everything that i see so far i'm pretty sure if god wanted to kill me i would have died already i would have been something would have fell on me okay i would have that already so please let me go shower so really i went inside i grabbed a couple of clothes and i grabbed my mom some clothes and i remember we all where well i came back i came out and she said that well let's shower in the yard of the house so we showered in the yard and we get dressed and we just t- trying to grab some food from the kitchen and cook outside and while I was, we were tr- still trying to call people that we know to find out if they're good. But at the time, the communication was starting to come back up little by little. So we were about to get in touch with a couple of people. I was still not about to get in touch with my um, fiance. In the meantime, I find out like a lot of my friends die. I had a friend that that was working at a bank who died. So side story that my friend that died at that bank her name was Rosaline may she was in peace Rosaline and I remember it it was not really a bank it was like the uh, headquarter of the bank so Rosaline and I not only we were good friends we were we went to school together and we were taking Spanish class together every Saturday so that Saturday I saw Rosaline and everything and the bank 
where was Aline was working the headquarters I remember I went to for a job interview two weeks literally two weeks before the earthquake I went for an interview there for a manager position so when I went I passed the interview everything went well they were they were about to hire me because we were talking about um salary and everything because in Haiti the way they do interview is like they don't like interview everybody and they call you later later like the same day on the interview they interview everybody together and if doing the interview they happen they like you they will hire you and tell the other candidate to go work to go home uh, pretty much they do receive their resume beforehand pretty much so kind of they got an idea who they're gonna choose so that's how they do it so we were done talking they we were talking about salary and everything so it was pretty much something in the hand so i pretty much left and after the interview i went back home and two days later the lady called me and said that we were reviewing your papers and how old are you and I tell them the age, I, I think I was 20 or 21 at the time, I don't remember. And they told me, can you come in? So I went in and they told me it was the week before the um, earthquake, actually. I went in and they told me, you cannot have the job. I'm like, what do you mean I cannot have the job? They said that, yes, you cannot have the job because you are too young for the job i'm like what you mean i'm too young for the job they say that this is a position that involves working with extremely important clients account and really at your age we don't think well at your age and your experience we don't think we should let you handle that because we didn't know you were that young so that's how i didn't get the job to that building and doing that earthquake that building fell and was Aline die at work as well as everybody the person that interviewed me everybody died in this building and had I got the job I would have been working in that building like right away it was because they needed somebody as soon as possible so when I look back at it I thank God for being too young at the time because if I was an age I would have been dead right now anyway so that was a side story to explain to you how was Aline died. so let's go back to my um fiance sorry like I, I kind of feel down because it's like a sad story and talking about it yes it's in loving memory of the one that I lost but at the same time it's a very painful subject for me so when I finally get in touch with somebody my fiance's driver he was the only one when communication came back i was finally able to get in touch with so when i call him i'm like hey where is he he was like oh you didn't know i'm like i didn't know why he said that he died i'm like what you mean he's dead i swear i thought the driver was joking he was like no no he said that no ma'am i wouldn't play with you like that he died that was it for me uh, that that was it it's like it was so many things we wanted to do and we didn't have a chance to do and really that really hurt me 
that I couldn't do it. I was not there. I didn't meet any of the good thing that we wanted to do. I didn't make it to the party. I didn't get to see him. When I say that, I wanted to see him. I didn't get to spend time with him before he died. It w- that was it. He was dead. And, and I never had a chance to say goodbye to him. And I remember after that, that's when I decided to come back, to come to the States. When I found out the story, I found out that Rosalind died. At the same time, God saved my life. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to stay in that country anymore. I need to switch. I didn't want to live in Haiti with those memories. I didn't want to live in taking that same road where I was walking over dead bodies. I was seeing that t- no, I, I, I really couldn't do it. And that's one of the reasons that I decided to move to the state. The earthquake happened in January 2012 and uh, on the January sorry, 2010. 12 January 2010, sorry, and I moved to the state, I think, on January 29, 2012. That's when I decided to move to the state. And I remember when I came with the idea, luckily for me, I already had a green card and everything. So I remember I told my mom, hey, since I have, I already have a green card and everything, I'm moving to the state. And my brother was living here in the state as well. So I told my mom, I'm not going to stay in Haiti. The memories are too strong. I'm having PTSD at night that the the house going to fall on me. And I'm having nightmare of everything that I saw that day. I mean, I, I couldn't do it anymore. I, I had to leave. And the memory that, that Wednesday I was still expecting to see my fiancé for, for some reason. That was the strangest feeling. Because we plan to see that Wednesday, I still, for some reason, I'm waiting to get picked up by him. But he never came. And the worst is, we didn't do a funeral work for him. They couldn't get the body from under where it was. And Haiti is not like in the state where you got everything, all the infrastructure, like to help move things. Literally, some people were moving walls, big walls and everything with their bare hands. We saved whoever we were able to save and we didn't, we didn't get the body until now. We never got the body. And another side story again. I have another good friend, Alexa. She died during that earthquake as well. The worst with Alexa dying is she was texting me. She was under her house with her sister and her mom. And the house fell and they were stuck under there. And she was texting me like, hey, mama, I knew knew when her mom died because she was under the debris. She was texting me and everything. And I remember she was telling me she doesn't know how long she has because her phone is about to die. And she said that my mom is dead and and there's all the dead people around me and like the smell.
out and Haiti is hot. Oh my god. I'm just realizing how bad that was. And nobody was there to help her. Like my mom, I told my mom and everything. We we like would tell everybody we tried to go because I was still texting her. We tried to go to help her out. And while they're trying to move the debris to get at her, really, and one debris move wrong because, you know, people were moving them bare hand and something moved kind of wrong and literally fell on her. So by the time they were able to reach her, she was crushed. It's really sad. It's really sad. I never, ever want to leave something like that again in life. And I don't wish it for my worst enemy. But today, when I look back where I was and where I am today, I am very grateful. I remember when I moved here after the earthquake, I was not hoping for anything. I just needed a change of scenery. I didn't have a plan. I know my degree was useless because moving from Haiti to here, they don't accept your degree. I know everything that I did before went to waste. All I had was me. And I made it. I joined the military. I was lucky. The military is a great institution. They pay for my college and everything. And now, nine years later, I can say I'm doing great. I'm married. I got a daughter. I got my podcast. <laughs> I got my business, my radio show. And I'm trying my to help my daughter build up her cosmetic line. I think we should be grateful. And today, while like, praying for the memories of those that I lost, all the Haitian, not only the people that I knew, even though that I did not know the, the memory of that kid, even if I'm praying for everybody that died in that earthquake, I'm also going to be grateful for everything in life. So, that's why I did that podcast today. And I apologize if I, uh, I was emotional and everything doing the podcast, really. Really, it's because when you th- when you don't talk about it, you don't cry. But when you think about it, it's a painful memory. But I feel like you guys need to know what happened. And I don't ever want to be in an earthquake ever again. As a matter of fact, I don't even want to live near to a, like, even want to be, like, close to Haiti. And I never went back, actually. I mean, I went back to visit, but I never stayed. I mean, you would have said, oh, that's my country. I still got friends, family there. The last time I went to Haiti, I only spent three days. Not because I didn't want to stay long, but it's just because a place got so many dark memories. It's like, I remember when I came back, I went back. As soon as I, I touched ground, it was a different thing. It's like those things that you just can feel. 
that the air was like very heavy the street were different because so many houses like were destroyed and everything it was i don't know it was something else it was like a country after the apocalypse that's what it, it looks like right now anyway <laughs> i think that's all i have for you tonight and i hope next time i'm gonna have a better fun story to talk about we will not be talking about earthquake again until next year when we celebrating the 10th anniversary of the earthquake earthquake once again thank you for listening to zillipod that was me lydia don't forget to follow us on instagram zillitalk and follow us on twitter as well is zillitalk and my daughter have a cosmetic line you can check us out online we start having inventory on the website so she got cosmetics she got um fun grips she got a lot of things within her inventory so you can start checking out the website and buy whatever you like or follow on instagram whatever you do gonna support us follow us either it's a it is a follow or you purchase something thank you for listening and I hope to come back with another episode, a fun one this time, next time. And have a great day. And once again, remember tonight to keep the people that die in the earthquake in Haiti back in the 12th January 2010 in your prayers. Thank you for listening.